The gospel reading this morning is from St. John, chapter 16, verses 12 through 22. Glory to you, O Lord. Indeed, the gospel of John is found on page 1678, John 16, verses 12 through 22. John records, I have much more to say to you, more than you can guide, or excuse me, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. At this, some of the disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what it is that he's saying. And Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep, and you will mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief, your grief will turn to joy. And a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time. Now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. A couple of things I wanted to share with you this morning. Do you ever wonder about things in the liturgy, and we could call it uh, everything you wanted to know about liturgy but were afraid to ask? Do you ever wonder why, upon the announcement of the gospel, your pastor says, the gospel reading this morning is from St. John, chapter 16, and then your response is, 
Glory to you, O Lord. Now, if we were Roman Catholic, which we're not, uh, your pastor here would make a cross somewhere on the scripture, and, and then he would put a cross on his forehead, a cross on his lips, and a cross on his heart. That meaning that may this word, this beautiful word of God be upon my mind, my lips, and in my heart. It's all a reminder of this is the good stuff coming up. Glory to you, O Lord. And then at the end, we give all praise to Christ. It is a, it is a framework by which we set our minds on the thing of God. So here it is. We hear the scripture this morning and... We wonder what it must have been like for them. I mean, clearly there's this, this, this state of confusion. And Jesus has told them things that they do not yet understand. They don't get it. And they have much as said that. Have you ever felt that way? Sitting in this church? Maybe, you know, anywhere in life? I don't get it. And one of the things that you may have heard me say during Bible studies and, and so forth, uh, I, I, I beseech God and I say, Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what it is you would have us understand in the Scripture through your Holy Spirit. Do you ever wonder why I say, pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. And then, in the name of Jesus, I say before, nothing good can come from any other source than Jesus. And that is a prayer that not only my meditations, my heart, my thoughts, my lips would be acceptable to him, but yours as well as we participate. Do you, do you understand that you are participating in this? I mean, you're sitting here, yeah. But that's why we have the back and forth. Something is said and you say, amen. You know, this whole time of the service, is, it's, it's a conversation with our Father. It's a good conversation with our Father. And Jesus, in his conversation with his boys... He's telling him, telling them that you don't get it right now, but you will. That, that you will experience great sorrow, but it'll turn to joy. Nay, even the world is going to celebrate your sorrow. What does he mean? Well, this is the night in which he was betrayed. He's about to be pinned to that cross. They won't see him for a little while till that Sunday. And while they're waiting for him, they're going to be extremely sad, terrified, fearful, maybe even depressed. 
they got a lot of stuff going on. He's telling them, you got a lot of stuff going on. You won't understand. But then, in a little while, you will see me. The resurrection. He tells them that there is a guide. The Holy Spirit, the counselor, the one that brings understanding, the one that's talked about throughout old, the Old Testament, that he will come and he will guide you. There's one that points to Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. There's one that is coming that speaks what God has given him. Nothing more, nothing less. He speaks what has been given to him, and it points to Jesus, to joy. Interestingly enough, in John 6, 68, there's this scene where many of the disciples were leaving Jesus because his teachings were just too hard. Do you remember that? And Jesus asks them, you guys want to go too? And Peter does this amazing response where he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, alleluia. That's why we do that before the gospel. Because we're about to get words of eternal life. We're about to get words that we so need to hear because the world is celebrating in our misery, even today. In fact, these are good words that, well, we'll get to that in a second. When things get hard, Jesus says, you follow me. When things cause us to suffer, Jesus says, follow me. And that's what we are to do. However, we still suffer. We still suffer. So, so what does that look like? Okay, in a little while, I'm going to see him. I'm going to be sad for a little while, but, you know, joy is coming in the morning. What does that look like, Pastor? Because today I'm suffering loss, or I'm suffering illness, or sadness, or doubt, pain. I've got stuff going on. And more than that, Pastor, more than that, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I have to fix myself. Who do I go? To whom shall I go? Dr. Phil? Well, maybe. Dr. Pepper? Dr. Feel Good? There's all possibilities. Why not go to the one with the words of eternal life? That's what I ask. And yet, we have these voices that are going on outside of us. And then there's the one in our head. Do you have any voices in your head? I'm sorry to have to make you admit that, but do you... I mean, come on, am I, I'm not the only one, right? Please, help me here. There's a voice that goes off when 
I'm in the midst of loss or sickness or sadness or grief or shame. And this voice says to me, without mercy, you're hopeless. The voice is always accusing. That voice, that voice just won't let my mistakes of the past go. Like memory foam. Brings it right back to where it was. That voice, can I get an amen? You don't have to, but maybe a nod, yeah? Oh, man, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Over and over and over again, it's the same stuff on a different day. Same stuff on a different day. And then good people, good people in our church, friends that love us, people that spend time in Scripture, they want to help us and make us feel better. And they give us law. You've heard it. Maybe you said it. I have. If you confess, it will all go away. But it doesn't. If, if you get your life back on track, your best life now, everything will be wonderful, but it isn't. And it doesn't. If you commit, commit your life to God, if you choose Jesus as your personal Savior, it'll all get better. And everything, even those voices, will go away. But they don't. And what's worse than that, those well-meaning people might say, well, then you may never have been saved. It happens. Seems the commonality there is that we think that we can fix ourselves. The world does. There's a big business in self-help books. Notice they don't have any self-surgery books. I know you laugh, but that's kind of the way that they're taking us. The world says, if it is to be, it's up to me. All of this great stuff, but there are things. There are things. There is stuff that is too big for you and for me to change. And the voices, they persist. Tested and proven it. Guilt, shame, heartache for what we've done or left undone. Can't heal ourselves. We can't operate on our own heart. We need someone else to do this. Let me tell you about another voice. The Holy Spirit dwelling in you. Holy Spirit that speaks on behalf of God, there's another voice. It's bigger. It's better. Oh, and it's love. That voice is merciful. And the loving voice of the Father speaking to you, the Father who thinks the world of you, the Father who met you, in your baptism, 
clothed you in his son's righteousness. Imparted the Holy Spirit into you. That's the voice. In fact, that voice at one point in time asked his son, Son, I need you to go into the world and be sin for my children. Will you do it? He said, yes, I will. I will be sin for them. I will take on all of that stuff that you are experiencing today, brothers and sisters. He's taking that suffering so it wasn't anymore you who's responsible for the past. It isn't anymore you that committed that egregious sin. It isn't anymore you that is on the hook. It's Jesus. He stood in for you. Yes, even that sin. And in his place, his place, in your place, he took for you. He calls out and he says to this, even now, he says to you, I know you're hurting. I know that your loved one is not here anymore. I know that your situation seems hopeless. But I keep all my promises. And I'm telling you, for a little while, it's going to be rough. For a little while, it's going to hurt. For a little while, you won't see me. But I am with you. And I promise to turn your struggle, your pain, your sorrow into joy. In the name of Jesus, amen.